Welcome to 93.7 The Ticket. I'm DP. Jake Bach over and across the board. Big Sky in the production room. Huskers win at 78 over Idaho State. I want to thank you folks that are joining us and tuning in. Uh, adding to the conversation this is how we get out. 402-464-5685. Uh, if you want to text in, you know the Honda Lincoln hotline number. If you want to call in and give your two cents worth uh, for what it was. So, good stuff along the way. Uh, Bach, whew. exhale, right? Yeah. We finally get to exhale a little bit and can make this work, right? <laughs> yeah, back on the back on the winning track. Uh, big win. You didn't have to hold your breath toward the end. I think a lot of good things out of this. The postgame show, by the way, brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, Electric, and AC. So uh, happy to have those guys involved. But, yeah, 78-60 win for the Huskers. And uh, I think uh, I think maybe the highlight of the night is 18 assists from a team that we've said has been struggling on offense getting the ball to each other. Yeah, 18 assists on, on, on 31 makes. Um purposeful purposeful and actually getting this thing done and also the distribution of, of set assists right because here are the numbers Kobe Webster with five assists leading the way four for Verge uh, three for for Bryce McGowan's I like the fact that Breidenbach had two assists Wilcher had two assists Mayan had two assists this was uh, this was a little bit different and let let's not bury the lead Tonight's leading scorer, Derek Walker. Derek Walker with 14 points on five of five shooting. was four of five from the three. Added three rebounds in 18 minutes. Oh, 21 minutes. So he was helping everybody get assists. Right. Like, <laughs> he like, was the main guy addition to. Right. Like, you know, up and down, up and down. So we saw some things. Right. Let's go through the through the board. Uh, Walker with 14, 11. Uh, from Alonzo Verge Jr., 11 for Casey Tabanaga, 10 for C.J. Wilcher, uh, 9 for Wil- Wilhelm Breidenbach, 8 for Lat Mayen, 7 for Kobe Webster, 6 for Trey McGowans. Um, look, man, that's some distribution, all guys contributing. Um, it's a positive night. So uh, what was who, which player jumped out the most from that? I mean, because everybody had to make a statement. Yeah, it was it was kind of a team effort tonight. You know, it's not anybody overwhelming. You know, Bryce McGowan's in F twenty nine tonight, so there's not somebody just kind of completely leading the way. I think uh, from previous games, I think people will like what they saw from Alonzo Verge Jr. Still leading the team in attempts, but he's coming down. He's got ten attempts there, and I think you want him to still be on the attack to a degree. Uh, four assists uh, and just one turnover again tonight for him. But uh, like you said, I think Derek Walker really played well coming off a game where he, he didn't score. Uh, they made it a priority right away. The first two buckets, I think, were in the paint, fed to him. Uh, and then, you know, from then on out, like I said, he was getting guys assists um, just because they were looking for him down low. And, and Nebraska's big men both kind of had a pretty good day down there doing that. Breidenbach as well, as we mentioned earlier, though he stepped out for the three-point line a few times as well. Um, but uh, it, it seemed like, you know, in the, in Idaho State wasn't short by any means, but it seemed like Nebraska had an advantage down low with the big guys, at least offensively. Yeah, I mean, they came in, uh, their biggest player, a couple of guys, 6'9", 6'8", along the way. And look, they were physical enough. Um, still too many offensive boards, but I like the intent and the effort. 37 points off the Husker bench, 42 points in the paint, uh, 25 points off turnovers and 15 off I mean, uh, off turnovers. And, and I think for them to turn over this Idaho State 15 times, uh, Nebraska even got seven second-chance points, which is added value Here's a number that I love that was provided. 
The Huskers were 13 of 20 on layups. I'd like that to be like 18 of 20. You know? 13 of 20 is still pretty solid, though. It's solid, but I... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, there's no monster on there's no, no monster on the floor. Right, yeah. Right? This uh, Creighton definitely had the rim protector. Right. Idaho State did not. Right. If there's no monster if there's no monster on the floor, uh the rule is not only don't get to the glass, get to the rim. And that will simplify a lot of this. So um right. The numbers rebounding, McGowan's led the way with seven. Uh both uh CJ Wilcher and Alonzo Verge Jr. with four uh rebounds, three from Walker, three from Webster. Um, can we talk again? Kobe Webster and in, in, in with his seven points, five assists in twenty-eight minutes. Um, I like the energy that he and he and Wilcher and Tamanaga and Breidenbach come on the floor with as the second group. Do you stay with the Keon Edwards in the starting lineup chemistry thing? Or do you go with – because I think there's some value in letting that second five play together. Like they know each other. They know where they want the ball. They know how to get it to them. They play well again. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, and sometimes you just don't want to mess with what's working well. And Kobe Webster, I think he had all five of those assists in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a big half for him. He didn't have any points at that and then kind of got the seven points in the second half. So he had a very effective half doing different things. Uh, but like you said, that second group uh, really does provide the spark. Wilcher, again, coming off you know his best game as a Husker. I know it's not that many, but including Xavier, I guess his best game in college. Um, had another good one off the bench at 10. So it's kind of weird because Keon Edwards, um, I, I don't have the minutes in front of me, but didn't really really play starters minutes he was just minutes. kind of out there but yeah so it's just kind of a you know how do you prefer to get going how do you prefer you know those guys come prefer to be microwaves off the bench uh it's interesting to see how that will move because I don't think you know and I don't I mean, not to be negative it's a positive night but I don't think Edwards necessarily took advantage of his starting uh role tonight he I mean only took one shot he made it it was early in the game but just not a whole lot else in the in the stats column for him yeah, it, it's it. I, I get why he was in the starting lineup. I also get why you want to keep that second group together, right? That's a group that plays well together. Here's some really bananas numbers. So I rarely pay attention to or dive into plus-minus numbers on in, in a college game. I try to stay away from them. Um, but why, in, why is that? Well, because – you're focusing on the college game is is uniquely different. Um, plus minus can can be affected by runs. It can be affected by a lot of other things that don't tell you an honest story. But in this particular case, I think it tells us exactly what we we thought to be true. So when the verifies or confirms what you thought you saw, it, it's always helpful. Um, there's a group: Tamanaga, Webster, Wilcher. Um, uh, McGowan's and yeah, Brian Bach. Brian Bach was plus minus. He was plus twenty. Webster, that's pretty good. Webster plus twenty four. Oof. Wilcher plus twenty four. McGowan's plus sixteen. Tamanaga plus fourteen. That's that's your second group. That's your second group putting up those numbers. And it's not even a slight, right? Because, yeah, again, I, I say you be careful, right? Verge was plus three. 
Uh, Mayan was plus six. Walker was plus 13. Uh, Edwards was minus five. Cronin and the, and the bench players uh, were all negative numbers because, you know, points down the stretch. But <laughs> I'd, I'd love to have that conversation with the coaches. What do you do when, when your second group has plus numbers at such a high, high volume? Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm since I am tremendously curious about that. Yeah, that would be interesting to see how that goes along. Of course, they have the advantage of you know being deep and and being able to send these guys in there fresh. Where you know Idaho State or most teams, you play seven or eight guys consistently. Um, you know you might get gassed early on, or you're playing against guys once you sub them in early that have been playing for four or five minutes or whatever it is. So you you, you have that advantage, and, and good for Nebraska, good on them, and good on that second unit of taking advantage of those opportunities uh, and really letting their depth. Uh, feel you know feel felt because uh, I think there was the, I can't remember which game it was I think it might have been um, the loss earlier in the season to Western Illinois where they did just didn't have too much bench production and since then it's looked pretty darn good yeah <laughs> so funny too so you get these 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 post game uh, reports and every now and then the <laughs> the communications guy will send out the wrong information. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a quick. He's got to do it quick. It's a quick turnaround. It's a quick turnaround. But I'm like, wait a minute, these numbers look weird. <laughs> Don't go to air with those, maybe. No, no, we can't give those out. We cannot give those numbers out because those numbers are wrong. Um, I I think for me that when you're talking about that Nebraska led most of the time, right? And th this is a pretty good number that they were over a point per possession. Not necessarily what they've been doing in the past. Still, the turnover percentage is still too high. They led 36, almost 37 minutes of the entire game. And it was tied for another minute of that. So it wasn't even that. 54% from the field, 31 of 57 for the Huskers. 8 of 23 for 35% from uh, from beyond the, the, the arc. And then 8 of 11 from the free throw line, 72.7%. We want, like I still say, above 50 above 40 above 80 is where you're 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 playing Big 10 caliber successful basketball no matter when you play it no matter who you're playing against those are kind of the numbers you need to be at um, what they did against them was all again pretty interesting cuz i thought <laughs> i thought this was gonna, <laughs> these numbers are going to play out entirely different um here here are a few Bach, it was this team shot 57% from, th from, from the free throw line, Idaho State. They were 20 of 51 uh, from the field, 12 of 37 from three. And they shot some long threes. Oh, yeah. They shot some long threes. Uh, but this group, from the bench, they didn't do much. 12 points off the bench. Nebraska was plus, <laughs> plus, plus points coming off the bench, um, plus 20-some points on the, on the, in the paint. Second op, second chance points, Idaho State only had eight second chance points off 10 offensive rebounds. Um, that's a step forward. That is a step forward. So, Bach, I mean, do we answer – do we have more rebounding answers tonight? I think we do. Again, are you and you wondered, is, is Keon Edwards in the, in the lineup? That was part of the reason. He didn't get a rebound, so I don't know if, if that helped as much. But altogether <laughs> – Here's here's something. Thirty-one rebounds for Idaho State, 
31 rebounds for Nebraska. When you don't lose the rebounding battle at Nebraska, that's a win. So even the tie goes to the runner here in Nebraska's uh, situation. So you got to give them credit for going out there. And, and Idaho State, not a particularly great team in general, but for you can only play who's in front of you. And they went out there and did the job. And, and most, most of these categories are lining up as wins. And like I said, in rebounding, if you tie, that's a win. <laughs> oh yeah okay so yeah it i, I think it i, I think altogether uh just a, a, a positive performance from ida uh, from nebraska to uh to kind of gain some uh some i, I guess it was kind of closer throughout the first half at times they ended up having a 10 point lead but it never really felt close in the second half yeah <laughs> i was giving bach the signal to give the station idea yeah i'm not very good at picking up signals <laughs> Go ahead and give it. Let me let me let me reset my computer. My computer just 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 went wonky on me. Um, hey, let's start to a quick break and then reset. How about that? We've got right. a full hour to go after that. I want to hear from Connor Happer uh, and see how he's doing. I even want to bring Big Sky in because he's been busy dude here. So um, I want to get his opinion from the from the student from the from the student section uh, what he thinks of what's going on there. So let's start to break more post game show here on ninety three seven Ticket. This is the Husker After Party Post Game Show for basketball. Huskers with a 78-60 to victory tonight over Idaho State. Nice team effort spread out the points, spread out uh, a lot of different things, but it was kind of interesting. Uh, as, as DP, I'll bring you in. You mentioned earlier kind of who stuck out to me. Was there anybody that is, whose play particularly stuck out to you tonight? Casey! There it is. Casey! <laughs> Casey! Fan favorite. Look, he, 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 bounced, he bounced the three, and then the next... His next move down, uh, he, 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 he got kind of pushed off balance and threw a one-handed, left-handed teardrop. Nice. Teardrop. His, uh, his first layup was a high de- level of degree of difficulty as well. Uh, you know, it look, look, that team loves him. <laughs> <laughs> that team loves him. So it was good to watch the three to go, three go down. It was good to watch Breidenbach hit two, two threes. Um Breidenbach did a lot of the the things that we 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 kind of crossed our fingers and hope you would get from a big having a big in the, in the Big Ten who could knock down threes will be helpful. So those are the two, um, and I do want to I want to shout out Bryce McGowan's because when you go in and and pick up seven boards, uh, that's purposeful. Like that that was necessary. Didn't shoot didn't shoot a ton, uh, but the fact that he did the thing that was needed for this team. Rather than doing the thing that uh, you know he he would normally do, so it do was you, good stuff. Do you think uh, you know what he had six shots tonight? Um, you know that's down from his the previous he had eighteen against Western Illinois, thirteen against uh, Sam Houston, and then ten against Creighton, which we thought was small. But six does that seem almost like not enough for Bryce? Or in this situation, you know you get a big win, it's kind of for, for everybody to kind of get together. Do you want him to be on the attack in these games? Well, I'm, I. I thought it was way more important. Like what fans wanted to see was better distribution to, to mm-hmm. feel like it was less of, of two on five basketball. And what seemed to happen tonight was Bryce used his, his gravity and pulled some folks out of space to allow other people to get it going and get it working. And look, if Bryce is creating space, Derek Walker will have some space to get do work in the paint. So 
yeah, uh, allow that to happen. And also the fact that he played with the second group a little bit, um, which is exceptional. Because if he and Keisha and, and Kobe are on the floor together, and look, let's give the full shout-out to Kobe Webster and C.J. Wilcher, who oh, yeah. play well together, and that's important. Like, those guys know how to play. Look, Kobe played you know, traditional point guard in the first half, uh, scoring point guard in the second half, uh, high IQ, he gets it. So Fred can – at least look at tonight and say, okay, there's some things, some lessons were learned against Creighton. And they were put into effect tonight. Now, they've still got things to work on. But the fact that whether it's Idaho State or Joe Potato State, yeah, when you go and for this team to actually get on the boards, look, I would have liked to have seen plus in rebounds, but that's okay. Because you did the thing, and then it was really interesting to, to to have Buzzy calling the game because Buzzy can't help but give you insight and intel. <laughs> like he really yeah. wants to tell you that's not that's not what you should do there. Like yeah, like oh no no you missed an opportunity. He knows the system. Yeah, that's not the rotation there. That's not where they want to be. Hand down, I'll get that hand up. <laughs> um, but it's all of the that kind of insight is good. So Husker fans should know pretty quickly over the next couple of days what is expected of them on the floor because Buzzy will tell you that's not what we coached, that's not what we worked on, and it's sometimes necessary. Well, and, I, and I thought the, the, the one thing that d- kind of did stick in my mind throughout this game until I got in, in at the end was Eduardo Andre. Uh, you know, of course, he started the season with a coach's decision, did not play. Kind of wonder what goes on there. It's a long offseason, lots of goings on, so maybe something happened there. And then, but then, you know, this game, uh, of course, he, he had a great game in the second outing. Uh, you know, what, what, you know, not so great or anything really against Creighton, but just didn't play a whole lot tonight. Didn't get in until kind of all the, uh, the, the real deep down the bench type of guys were. Do you think that was a decision uh, based on rotation or is it, you know, is it just a, maybe a matchup thing where they only needed to play two bigs tonight? It's always purposeful. It's always intentional. That's Connor. Um, it's always intentional. Playing time. Like, this, it. you don't just put somebody at the end of the bench and forget. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why coaches do what they do. So, <laughs> I would say intentional. Um, he got in the game late. He was pretty frustrated. You can tell things weren't going the way that he, he wanted them to go or thought they were going to go. But you've got – a streak of games. You will see Eduardo Andre on Sunday. You'll see him again on Tuesday. I think that'll be fine. So let's go to Honda Lincoln Hotline. I believe that is Curter. You want to bring him in? Hit the button. <laughs> I believe so. We're getting like, something uh, else written on here. Uh, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that is Curter. See, he did, like, <laughs> he's making jokes over here. He did all Big of Scott that. In the studio. He, look, he did all of that, Connor. He wrote 37 words on that, <laughs> on that board just to say it was Happer. Uh, first take, Hap, what'd you see tonight? Uh, I, I, I think they were, um, you know, a little better on offense. Now, they didn't uh, – well, I, I mean, no, I, I should – they were a lot better on offense. I don't think they were met with much resistance. Um, but that's okay, you know. You wanted to you know, see that thing go the right way, and it went the right way tonight. I think they had 18 assists on 31 made baskets. The ball was moving around a little bit. I think that's uh, – a little bit closer to, to what they want it to look like. So now you fine-tune and you and you do it again on Sunday. 
we were just talking about the lack of Eduardo Andre. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's, you know, it's, I wondered the same um, kind of with Kobe in the first half a little bit too and really over the last couple games and obviously had the huge run against Creighton in the first half on um, the other night. So I, I don't know. I, I think you're not at the point where, like, you're just going to turn it over to the bench guys because they, you know, it, it's, you know, you want to stick with the, the guys that kind of got you to that point for as long as you possibly can. I don't know. If, if you do that, it, it may signal some sort of change or panic or something like that. Um, you know, I, I think Andre gives him good energy. I don't know that he's like, I, I, you know, he can give it to him for spurts. But he's like a guy that I would say be screaming like, hey, we need this guy in the game right now because he helps you do something that you don't do. <laughs> well, rebounding, but they rebounded all right. I mean, they were okay. They were yeah. okay all night on the boards, I thought. Um, you know, they, they did it as a collective. I think they were 31-31 on rebounds tonight. So uh, they didn't get out-rebounded. That's a team that, you know, if they do one thing, they can they can rebound a little bit, and they run people off the three-point line. I thought Nebraska was, was – better on uh, both of those things tonight i don't know yeah it doesn't it doesn't quite bother me maybe as much as some other people I, i've heard that a lot over the last couple of days yeah i, I was telling Bach it's intentional like if, if eduardo didn't get minutes there's a reason <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i i don't know i just like I, I i like the i like the change of pace that he gives them when he is when he's in there um, but I don't think it needs to be all the time. Right? So maybe, maybe you'd like to see a little bit earlier, but I guess that's kind of where I'm at. Connor Happer, uh, from, from, from the numbers, a number that jumps out at me is that this Nebraska team scored 42 points in the paint tonight. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's kind of shocking. Yeah, it was a clear, uh, you know, they, they wanted to get that thing moving around a little bit. It was a clear effort to get Walker involved. I think um, Fred talked about it a little bit just now after the game. So they they definitely wanted to get him involved a little bit more, and they and they did so. And and yeah, they're they're a better team when when they're getting touches down there and they can move things around a little bit. It's, it's one thing when it's all coming from Verge kind of dribbling around and, and and passing it out there, and that was certainly a better look tonight. But if you can if you can move it organically and get paint touches and then swing it back around and have a guy like. You know, Wilcher, who does – I mean, Wilcher's been their most consistent shooter, borderline the most consistent player mm-hmm. over the first uh, few games of the year here. So, it, I think they got a, a definite shooter in him, and they think Tomonaga's going to come around. It all it all works together to make it look like a little bit of a more of a cohesive piece, and I thought they did that better, much better tonight. Well, specifically, a big uh, you know complaint from the fan base so far has been Alonzo Verge Jr. Uh, and he came out and, and I think played more team ball tonight. Certainly, still has that kind of scores mentality to him. How do you think he fit into the system? Did did it work better tonight? Yeah, I, you I, you definitely watch him closely, um, and especially with the the way the first couple games have gone here, so. Um, yeah, I think he was definitely much better tonight. I thought he let it come to him a little bit more. Um, maybe the crowd got the best of him the other night or kind of whatever went into that. Um, like you said, Bach, there's still some times where he just seemingly unnecessarily takes over or feels like he has to get a shot. He, he took uh, – beginning of the second half, he took a, 
a, a shot that Fred didn't like and pulled them and kind of turned the keys over to Kobe for a little bit. And I thought that picture looked pretty good. And then they had a few minutes where they were both on the floor and they're going to have to do a little bit more of that with Trey out. Um, so, so like, like we said, it's, it's a work in progress still. Um, tonight was a, was definitely a better, a better picture. Um, and, and you keep going from there. They need to get some, I think like they did tonight, they need to get some positive results off of the stuff that they've been working on. Otherwise you just start reverting back to kind of who you are and who you've been and perverge. That's obviously an issue because they don't want him to be who he's been, you know, at, at Arizona state. So, um, you know, one game at a time. And, and that picture, I, I think that took a step in the right direction tonight. Connor, it's like I don't know if you're familiar with the old Saturday Night Day days where they would have Garrett Morrison do sports, and his his lead was the top story tonight. He would scream it as loud as possible. <laughs> the top story tonight that Alonzo Verge Jr. did not lead lead this team in assists. That that honor yeah. went to Kobe Webster tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's um, we're we're watching that one pretty close. I think now uh, I I asked read about it and and he just you know he said pretty simply after the game he was like look I, I the ball just seems to pop a little bit when when he's in there and and not only it's the energy that he gives them he has a lot of fun when he's playing and that's obvious and the and the teammates react to him in a, in a really really positive manner you know same thing with Tominaga but um you know Kobe Kobe can he can distribute it too he had a nice no look there to to Walker on a on a fast break and um, I think that led led to a dunk, and um, yeah, I, I, that's that's going to be close. I mean, Kobe has certainly earned himself some more minutes. It's now just how you kind of work with the two of them, because like I said, you're obviously going to need them both on four at the same time occasionally. They're both playmakers, and they both can make shots. I mean, maybe and they did this look a little bit in the second half when the game was in control. They had Kobe run the show and then Verge play off a little bit. And that's, that works too. Although you're giving up a lot on defense when you do that. So um, there's, there's options, which is good. And that's where, that's where these next three games are really important for you to kind of tinker, experiment, figure it out while at the same time getting some wins, hopefully. Uh, one thing that was kind of, uh, I think, just odd tonight was Keon Edwards w w kind of got the surprise start. Uh, I don't know if he took enough advantage of that tonight. Did do you, do you think that they will continue with that moving forward? I, I wondered about that. It was it was really weird. How many minutes did he end up playing? Like eight? He played fifteen. Like fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, that's more than I thought. Then he he must have, he must have came back in later. Uh, yeah, he wasn't out there much after that first. You know, first or second media timeout, which I thought was kind of odd. It, you know, it, it was a weird game from the perspective of kind of what they were what they were throwing at them. And I do think they just they really want to get some things going on offense. And and Edwards is always the guy who's going to be there. I think he wanted to maybe try him out a little bit for what he gives you energy wise and defensively tonight, just with his length. And then the game was in balance a little bit in the first half, so. Maybe it was related to just game script and and kind of you know what they wanted to do with that. Um, I did think it was odd though that he started the game and then played. I don't know. He, he might have had the what the least amount of minutes of the regular guys that that actually play uh, somewhere. Around well, he there. had fifteen. Lotman had eighteen. Yeah, yeah. So so pretty low down there. I, I'm not sure. Right. That, that maybe that had to do with just game script. Like I said. Um, 
you know, couldn't couldn't find him a window there in the in the second half. But I don't know. I don't think it's anything to be alarmed about. That's for sure. They're still they're still working things out. They're gonna. It's going to be this trial period without Trey, obviously. Yeah, it's going to be different. But um, I, I asked folks tonight, raise your hand if you had Derek Walker leading this team in scoring before the game. Yeah, I didn't even – honestly, a- after the game, I didn't even notice. I was like, oh, <laughs> Walker had the most points? That's, that's, yeah, so um, if he could be – look, I, he's, he's not going to give you these, you know, highlight plays or anything like that, but he's a – He's a halfway decent finisher. Um, you know, he'll he'll rebound or he'll he'll attempt to rebound with everything he's got. You know, he'll battle down there. He had to do it last year against the Big Ten's elite. Like that's been proven. I I, I still say that he, you know, with his skill set, with his body, kind of with what's given to him, he probably gets the most out of uh, out of himself than anybody else on the team. I mean, maybe with the exception of Tominaga. Um, so like that, that's, and he's starting, you know, so he's, he's got a tough assignment every night. And, um, for Nebraska, it's just about, you know, how those, how those guys play around him. And if you're able to get him any looks in a two man game, cause he's pretty smooth. I mean, he can, he can move a little bit. Um, and like I said, he's a, he's a pretty good finisher too. So, um, he can still give you something, but, um, he, he's never going to be like the focal point of the offense and that's okay. That's, that's, you know, he's he's a good player for them, solid player. Connor, give us a breakdown. What happens tomorrow uh, on 93.7 The Ticket for Huskers and Wisconsin? Oh, tomorrow, well, we start for, before that. We start at uh, 8 o'clock with the high school football show, which we'll preview with Nick, which we'll preview the uh, state championship games, which mm-hmm. we'll be broadcasting on Monday and Tuesday from Memorial Stadium, the A and B championship games. Uh, and then we'll fire things back up at noon with you two, Tom Stevens, really manning down the fort because I have women's game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then we'll have the game. Whatever happens, happens there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then we'll uh, be on right after the game as as usual. And we'll either be therapy or yell or who knows. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll let the emotions play out as they play out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, might, I, I don't expect it to get very yelly tomorrow. It, it, you know, it doesn't yeah. feel like a situation where you're going to be mad at anything. But I've been wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we will be mad about anything. I just think <laughs> that there may be other people that are mad tomorrow. Uh, we will see. We will see. Hey, go rest up. Go rest the pipes. Uh, represent the Husker ladies. Uh, well, uh, well done. Thank you, kind sir. Yep. Thanks, guys. See you later. Yeah, it's just you know we think that he's gonna look. It's <laughs> <laughs> do we think that folks are gonna be yelling? I don't think that anybody in the studio will be yelling. Like, no, what would probably it take? Not. What would that? What would that take? <laughs> like, what would have to happen for you to yell tomorrow? I don't know. I mean, there's. I mean, the the lack of buildup for this game is is very Ooh. somewhat disheartening. But it's all it's all just like it. I don't know. Like even a blowout, which Wisconsin Nebraska blowouts have definitely made me yell before. <laughs> um, but at this point, I don't. 
it just I, and I don't want to say this in in a in a disrespectful way to the team or like that they that the athletic department's done it on purpose, but mm. they've kind of moved on toward next year. So these are just kind of two extra games. Doesn't it clearly doesn't matter as far as you know whether the coaching staff's coming back or whatnot for the next season. But uh, it does matter to to fans, I believe. I think it does matter um, to to you know these some of these coaches, the players that are finishing out their careers. And they still want a big win. And you still have two chances in front of you. Rivalry games, two trophy games, a chance to ruin Wisconsin's season to a degree. So uh, there's still a lot on the line. Um, but the emotion, as far as like, as far as getting to a yelling point, I, I don't see it happening. Look, man, let me tell you. If they are going through this thing, going through the motions, I'll yell tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. If it, Yeah, it looks if like they, there's not too much effort look, out there. If it looks like it doesn't matter. I had a listener today say that that game tomorrow was meaningless. I'm like, not in football. Not in football because you get your head taken off. Oh, yeah. Right? You got your head taken off. Yeah. And you, you, you play in a game where you can actually do do work. And there's a lot of players like that's not the, I don't envision that happening because the JoJo Doman is sitting out because we're preparing. But there's a lot of other guys kind of in his camp that could have been doing that that aren't. And, you know, they probably don't have as bad an injury as him. But it, regardless of injury, if you're throwing out the, the season, you're just not going to try. That's not what you, that's not the approach you're going to have. So uh, I don't expect to see it. And, and, and the funniest thing of all of it is either win, if you get them, will be the biggest win by far in the Scott Frost era. So there's still plenty to play for for basically that's everybody. That's the whole point. <laughs> that, that literally is the whole point. That this would be huge. For you to give peace to yourself for the next nine months. Oh, yeah. Right. And believe. Not, right. Not, right. Throw out the close stuff. You right. finally crossed the line. Right. That that the players that are returning, the players who are here, who haven't had one of those wins that make it all right. And you got two shots. And, if look, getting Wisconsin tomorrow matters. So, in my head, I just, I hope. That you know they stand up, straighten their back, and get to work. But how about that? How about how about, you know I I've kind of been uh, uh, skeptical of the move and the timing that it was made. I understand college football the way that they're that they're they're operating now. But how how good would it look for Drew Alberts to give his vote of confidence and then they go out and win? And then, you know, because you don't want to get too far out of yourself, as they say, win twice or whatever. But if you take care of business this weekend against Wisconsin, you can start to play the role of spoiler. I would certainly doesn't scare you if you take care of Wisconsin. Ooh-wee, bruh. Um, we'll throw it to break. Uh, current update from Devaney Center. Uh, Lady Huskers 20, Penn State 11, first set. So things are looking good. good. It's a good start. We'll throw it to break. We'll come back more. Recap. Huskers win, and Huskers are winning. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Husker After Party Post Game Show. Basketball tonight. The men got a win, 78-60. to 60. Over Idaho State, myself and DP in here. We just heard from Carter live from Pinnacle Bank Arena, and we might have uh, Big Sky coming here in a minute, give us his thoughts from the game tonight, maybe just the season uh, so far. But uh, Nebraska, 
getting a win and proving to two and two back to 500. Didn't lose the rebounds tonight. Played a nice team game. 18 assists. Uh, led tonight by Derek Walker. Lots of points in the paint. So overall, I think just a, a good performance. Didn't keep you, um, you know, <laughs> biting on your shirt or whatever nervous habit you have down the stretch. So uh, they looked good. Uh, I, I think the goal was accomplished tonight. Yeah, I think you check boxes. Um, you want to win the rebound battle, but being tied, that's a push. Uh, 18 assists uh, compared to eight turnovers. We like the two to one, two to one plus, so we're good with that. Uh, shot above 50% from the field, shot 54%, bravo. Uh, still want to be, you know, check the box that 40% would be wonderful from three. They were eight for 23. Um, and then free throws like i want them if they make a free throw it's a good night you're you're above 80 and you're good and there are going to be nights where they need to do that um six offensive rebounds i still want them to bang and clang a little bit more than that but you know eduardo andre's on the bench um you like what you got um 18 assists on 31 makes which means that it was purposeful um the the points in the paint Look, you have 18 assists and got 42 points in the paint. I, there's not even math for that. There literally is not math for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, set that up. Right, right. Like, like that's they must why have I got some rebounds tonight. That, that's why that popped for me. Right, that you got 42 points in the paint off 18 assists. Goodness gracious. Sakes a lot, and that's not what that not uh, you know that's just not the recipe that we've seen from this team. Mm -hmm. So it's good to kind of get that going, get some confidence in that when your three ball isn't falling down, and and we'll see. And and I think the maybe the one guy to be a little bit concerned of his three not falling down is Casey Tominagi. Finally got one to go in. Got one to go. It's a, it's a rough start for him. I asked Kerry Cohorn, the all time leading three point shooter at, at Nebraska, if he was threatened by Tominagi. He said, "Well, he hasn't. He's made one so far. So I guess Whoa. I guess there's no." reason uh, to be ashamed or scared I, yet but we'll see if Casey gets it I going i love what buzzy carruthers said because it's a coaching thing and i said man i'm so thankful he's getting all those misses out of where <laughs> yeah because the numbers the numbers always bear out usually do yeah the numbers but the percentages bear out and so you just go just think creighton going into the game shooting 18 percent yeah, they got rid of all the misses and it came to Lincoln and hit everything and got caught <laughs> up again. So I, when you look at Tom and stroke, I don't have any doubt or question about it. Oh, yeah. Like he shoots it like I wish I could. Like want, get get rid of it and make it move. I, I just – him attacking the basket will open up three. Like those three times he really was purposeful in attacking the basket will make him get more space shooting the three, and I thought it was good, good. So. Yeah, he can get – he can and, – and he seems to somewhat be hesitant to do that quite yet, um, maybe just because he knows his calling calls the three-pointer. Um, but he did do it tonight, and, and he can – if he I mean, they teams have scouted him. They know what, what scares them about him, and so he can kind of get around him. He's an okay dribbler. He can find an open guy off that dribble and, and you know, the pump fake or whatever. So I'm excited to see him hit. Uh, start hitting him like you said it'll eventually uh, I think he'll get going um, but it is good to see him 
do more, you know, to, to, to realize, okay, if that's not going, I can I can still add to this team. Of course, he's a spark plug on defense. It's kind of funny. I watched him uh, get subbed out for Lat Main. <laughs> and you just right, go, wow, they're losing a lot of length there. Uh, uh, but he, he brings something, you know, else to this team. Um, and in, in, in their, I think their three-point percentages will go significantly up once he gets going, obviously, um, because that's what he's out there for. If, if, if This isn't all just a made-up media thing. He doesn't get that green light. He takes some shots that normally... Normally you might get mad as a coach. This coaching staff has told him you got the green light to, to shoot it when you can. Well, they've seen him in practice every day hit those. So it's not like, okay, this is strange. I'm asking you to do something I've never seen you do. No, they're allowing that. But remember this about Casey. He's a three-on-three player. He's a three-on-three Olympian. Oh, yeah. And the playmaking that's required, the shot-making that's required in three-on-three in that space is pump fake at the at the, at, at the at the paint and then get up in there and get to either hand and make a play, The flat, that part is where he becomes problematic for defenses because you don't know where he is, and he really has no fear. Remember, he was also the young dude playing against grown-ups. Yeah. So he doesn't have fear. Uh, he understands what it takes. He's played against taller players his whole life. He's been bounced around. He fully gets it. But the fact that he went through tonight and went to the single-hand finish – Man, folks can't run. You can't run and close out anymore. Uh, that's 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 a plus. Um, let's get the these these texts. Uh, Tim says still much to prove, but there's something to be said for a 20 point win, no matter no matter the opponent. Keep keep improving. Bach, we agree with that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Again, you can only play who's in front of you. Nebraska had all these. Uh projections for all these wins that we were counting up you got to go out there and earn them and you had to earn them against Idaho State give them credit like you said they were jacking up a lot of threes they hit a lot of them early uh, and we're keeping this game close for a while, and you're kind of thinking hey, maybe this will be a close game, but uh, Nebraska eventually put some space between them, and uh, it's good. It's good to get that type of win. It, it kind of confirms that uh, who you are. I mean, we all kind of figured that's who they are. They should know that that's who they are, but that's their, their biggest win. Of course, only beating Sam Houston State by nine. You double that up tonight. You got some chances to maybe improve upon that. We'll see. I mean, some of these other teams between Southern Tennessee State and South Dakota here in the next uh, eight days might give you a bit more of a test but uh yeah i mean what what you like to see and, and and maybe it's not great for talking points but it's great for confidence and and feeling good about this team is is big wins separating i mean that's we always talk about trying to learn learn to win close games because that's important uh, but it's also really important to learn to once you have a team down nine to put the foot on the throat and extend that lead and, and bury them and they did that tonight they uh, this was interesting too so when the when these things happen where you can't get uh, get folks off the offensive boards, the concession that has to be made is runouts, right? Yeah. Sit tight, don't get in runouts. Um, if you do that, you should at least be more competitive uh, on the boards. And a number that jumps out is Nebraska had four fast break points tonight. You want to know how you get 31 rebounds and close the gap? And they're still going to have to do better than that. But – you're giving up some of the runouts so that you can stay back and do work. Don't give up points. And I think that's a number that you can look at the rest of the Like that one, look at you know them shooting 13 of 20 from in layups. Factor that. Points in the paint is still mind-boggling. Yeah. And, but, but, but Bach, 37 points in the paint. I mean, 37 points off the bench. Look, that second five, man. Like there's something to be said. On a night where Bryce McGowan takes three shots, Lott takes seven, uh, 
Keon Everett takes one, that you get 37 points off the bench. Yeah, and like you said, that second unit plays so well that it makes maybe maybe they'll keep them together. But it's just interesting again with with, with Edwards not necessarily taking advantage of his minutes here, and it's not just that he just had two points, he didn't have a rebound, didn't have an assist, didn't have a steal, didn't have a block, just was kind of out there. Uh, and and he's a young player; he'll get lots better and, and could really it, you know help that bench if he needs to. He's been playing the bench role before tonight, um, but I, I it's going to be hard to deny C.J. Wilcher in my mind. I mean, the, the way that he's been playing. Um, he's, I, I think he, at right now, you know, eventually we've been talking about Tominaga, but right now, Wilcher is your best three-point spark and uh, in, in threat, and ha- like Happer said, he's pretty darn consistent. A lot of these numbers for different guys kind of up and down, um, you know, he's, he's not going to go out there and, and score 29, at least we don't know if we're going to see that yet. Uh, Bryce McGowns has been able to show that, but he's been consistent. And you can tell that confidence is really there for him. And, he, and he's he was kind of a, a filling up the boards as far as stats tonight. Got the four rebounds, two assists, three steals. Um, I would say I would look out for him to possibly start next in next game. And then maybe that's not going out on a limb because he was kind of the odds-on favorite once uh, Trey McGowns went out and they went with Edwards. But, um, I mean, I, I just, I'm excited to see him grow as a player. Sometimes you get... So stuck on the the one, you know, the five-star guy. Everybody wants to watch him grow. But there's a lot of kind of younger guys getting their first uh, action here uh, as far as the, the Big Ten type of level at Nebraska. And, and they're going to grow, too. And, and CJ, man, if this is the starting point, he's got he's going to be pretty darn good. I like the fact that, I mean, CJ and Kobe and Casey and Brian Bond, when they play together, they they're connected. They play connected. They move in unison. They understand the, the strengths of the other people on the floor. Like tonight, they would run those four, and then they would run Bryce with that four. There was one stretch uh, where you, you you start to pay attention. You went, wait a minute. They're getting shots in space. They're getting they're, – they're actually – and then they're pump picking. They're getting to the rim. So there was some – chemistry to what people were, were looking at offensively where it looked more like yes you, they're doing their reads but there was understanding that if I go here here's where my teammate's going to be and here's what he's what he's going to do with it when he gets it and that's important that's why I if if they make the move I'd be more let me let me throw this at you I'd be more I'd be less shocked if they put Trevor Lakes in the starting line mm instead of Keon and let Keon run with the five. See, that that's where That'd I That'd be interesting. That's that's one that I would think about. Um you could also go with second five with both Breidenbach and Eduardo Andre. And you just play Breidenbach at four. <laughs> There's not there aren't too many bad options, are there? There's, right. You just that's play the him. that's the benefit you, of this day. Well, you play him at the four and I think but I think as you make the decision, you don't want to I mean 37 points off the bench. Yeah. So there was a there's a method to it, and then there was production from it. And so for me, coaches will say this. Uh, I can have my opinion, but the fact, the numbers will tell me that, look, if I got 37 points off the bench, I'm not messing that up. Like, I'm not going to screw that up. Yeah. <laughs> and don't be toiling right. with that too much. Right, like there's no point. That's what Strick said when you asked him uh, about Kobe Webster coming off his 20-point performances. I kind of like 20 points off the bench. Right? Uh, and who's to say that you would get that if he's starting? Yeah. And with Kobe, we went through some of that last year, so we know. Look, whenever you get him on the floor, you know what you're getting. But coaches think in, in weird, weird formulas. 
and it's like there's some sort of basketball calculus that says I, this is the five I need on, and I, these puzzles need to fit, and if I take one of these out of play, I'm never going to find that fit again. 37 points off the bench tonight. Um, and I don't care who that's against. 37 points off the bench is pretty miraculous. And Breidenbach, as long as you bring him up, I mean, I, he continues to look like more of a weapon kind of the, at the top of the key, even when the, the shot clock's running down because against a lot of these opponents, uh, you know, it might change it. You know, certain matchups might be able to keep up with him, but he's just kind of got that ability to get by you because uh, you worry about his three. I mean, he's got the ability to shoot, so you kind of got to st stick up on him, but you're also worried about him getting by you because he can create. He had two assists tonight, or he can take it all the way to the rack, uh, and he's a big body, so, you know, some of those guys down there worried about him coming crashing down. He's just, he's just, you know, he's not overly athletic, but he's such a threat at that top of the key. I love him up there, and he's nowhere near afraid to shoot, and they're afraid that he's going to, you know, get by him, so they're kind of giving him some space, so there's not, you know, depending on the matchup, like I said, there might be some guys with more athleticism that'll be able to kind of close that out but I noticed that tonight that that was uh that was going to be a weapon in, in some matchups this season is just kind of him at the top of the key and and make and like come I here, said, big boy yeah <laughs> and let him make a play come here big boy come get this three come get it come get it I, I'm gonna shock you though Brian Boxer Pro I can see it Brian Boxer a Pro he's a smart player he's got Bryden He's Box. gonna be fun to watch develop. Box a pro, like that dude. <laughs> that dude's gonna go, um, just because again there are a lot of boxes and his psychological game. The fact that he's willing to play the mental game with people, he doesn't mind putting a body check on you, right? Oh no, just to go. Okay, I'm here. I want you to remember that I'm here. I'm not just all finesse. I can bang with you a little bit, uh, even. As he says, I'm still slight and booty. I can still make plays. <laughs> the fact that he, the fact that he gets a body in, I, I, I like what was what was done there. And I think, as I think about it, yeah, I would not be surprised um, if Trevor Lakes got more time while Trey is out um, because he can add that to it. And again, you get a ton of rotation because Lot Man, look, Lot surprises you with all the little stuff that he does that helps this team. He helps Derek Walker. He's great at back picks. Um, he's helping clearing for the shooters. He, he He's always in the right space defensively. So as we talk about the depth of this team, let's not forget that the, the, this guy, right, that, that Lat Mayan, does a lot of the things that coaches love and that opposing teams do not like. Yeah, and that, that length is going to bother you. But that sh that's a good point because we should bring that up. Um, the help defense, especially kind of on the on the, on the the baseline, was just phenomenal phenomenal tonight. You know, um, they, you know they're, not, they're not naturally too big. So if, if a guy gets down there, they can kind of bully his way. Idaho State didn't necessarily have, you know, some of the guys weren't talented enough to really take advantage of that. So, um, you know, but there's, there's going to be some problems for every team. But the, the, what you can't you know, take out of that is that they didn't hustle there. I mean, there were always two to three bodies there. And then when it was being rotated, Idaho State did a pretty good job rotating the ball from there. Uh, you know, they were closing out on the on the open players. So I just I think the defense intensity and, and just the help defense tonight um, looked better. I mean, we get caught up in the offense and trying to move the ball and see how pretty it is. But that defense, uh, you know, that's that's that can be more consistent than offense if you teach it because shots can go in or not. But as long as you're giving the, the, the effort on defense, that should stay consistent throughout the season. If I want to turn a bad team or program around, I can do it defensively. 
Like if I want to elevate my squad, and I don't don't I, even if I'm if, even if you're more talented than I am, defense is a way that you can elevate and change the direction of the team. So all of that's true. We'll throw it to break. Uh, Huskers volleyball wins the first set, twenty five fourteen. They are down ten eight in the second set at the Vanny Center. We'll be right back to close out the post game show here on ninety three seven The Ticket. <laughs> Wrapping up things here on a Friday night. It is the Oscar After Party Post Game Show. Uh, we're partying because Nebraska basketball got to win 78-60 to over Idaho State. Uh, we'll keep you updated here as we go on throughout the show about Husker Volleyball Senior Night. And they are in a battle with Penn State. But for now, uh, DP and myself want to bring in Big Sky, who's been helping us on the production side tonight. We want to kind of get your thoughts, Big Sky, on tonight's 78-60 to win over Idaho State. What kind of jumped out to you from tonight's game? Uh, first, I should turn on your mic. That'd probably be nice. That would be helpful. Uh, tonight, it's just one thing I'm taking away from the basketball team and the volleyball team is because I didn't grow up paying attention to those teams being in Montana. It was basically just Husker football, and then I had a – and we're not a basketball family, so yeah. I had to make another basketball uh, decision myself to pay attention, <laughs> and I started that at 14, so I'm not as emotionally invested. Those two teams winning, it's just cake for me. I, I'm I'm not disappointed when they lose, but I feel really good when they win. So getting a win and potentially two tonight, that's just cake for me. Yeah, well, the top. I mean, volleyball. Uh, you know, top fifteen team. You know, always pushing in toward the top. So that would be some pretty good cake for you. More, more just on the football side then. Yeah, yeah. So I I think that's how a lot of students are is football is obviously the number one. Uh, there are a lot of people who are as emotionally invested in volleyball as they are in football, but basketball being good is just gonna be icing on the cake and then if they can keep it up then we'll get that emotional investment and then the city will go crazy for them like they did in the 90s with badge and strick yeah tyloo and all those guys do well, you do you watch the women have you watched paid much attention to the women's basketball team yeah i know when they win and they win when they lose but i haven't been to any games Oh, Happer's there. You got to go watch Happer. You got to. We got to fix that. Well, I'm I'm normally <laughs> vacuuming at the station. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing buttons. I'm he's, vacuuming. He's vacuumed during one women's he's game done ever. It once. Ever. That's not true. That's ever. Not true. <laughs> ever. One women's women's game ever. So uh, if if I get, I've, to- I've been to the Creighton women's game in 2000. Pre-COVID, the pre-COVID yeah. season, yeah. Um, got the uh, the the presidential suite. Oh, did you? Yeah. Nice. Uh, every club at the journalism college was allowed to send a delegation to the suite and i was the treasurer of the sports media club and so i was like heck yeah i'll go to a game for the, yeah. for the experience great nachos in there <laughs> i have to, i do have to confess this thing so there's some nights where i i go i'll go to a game and i won't even sit in the seat like i'll just go sit in the open area and i'll see it from from there because two things i figured out one the best popcorn in the entire world exists at Pinnacle Bank Arena. <laughs> on the on the main con- not on the lower level, yeah. But go up the escalator one level, and then go all the way around to 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 the other exit where the open end of the basket. Yeah, there's popcorn maker. That's there. where it's at. <laughs> and I'm I'm telling you. So I'm going to send you. Well, I can't, can I do it tomorrow? 
you might be able to do it tomorrow. No, you can't. I'm, yeah, I'm working pregame and postgame pre tomorrow. So, so I can't go either. So, um, maybe Sunday. What are you doing Sunday at noon? Sunday at, no, Sunday at 3. Well, we have a basketball postgame show. Yeah, but, but the game itself is at 3. Men's basketball. Yeah. And then nothing. So you haven't – when was the last time you went to a basketball game? Pre-COVID. The last men's basketball game I went yeah. to was the last Creighton win. Okay. Oh, that's a lie. We lost. I went to a game later that year, so scratch that. But it was that season. <laughs> I, I think we need to send you, and then I need for you to go and get popcorn. <laughs> and then from the very place where the popcorn is, they have soft serve ice cream. And yes, Broad, broadcasters delight right there. Right, <laughs> right, right. Like you talk about hitting the tra like hitting it right on the nose, Bach. And the dude who who runs it is a ninety three seven the ticket fan. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I'm sitting there chilling, and he goes, "Hey, DP, you want some popcorn?" I'm like, "Yeah, bro, cool." He walks it <laughs> over, and he goes, "Hey, you want some ice cream?" And I'm like, "This is getting better." And I ate the pop like I watched for two years. Watched people get the big bags of popcorn and just go for it. And I'm like, that's really strange. Like that, you're eating a lot of <laughs> you popcorn. That's really like popcorn. It's a really lot of popcorn. Until I had the popcorn. I'm just telling you to go. The next time you go to a game, just march yourself opposite in the basket. So opposite of the end you come in, right? Yeah. Just go get on the escalator and walk all the way around to the opposite side. And there, right at like right at behind the basket, he makes popcorn makes ice cream and yes i gotta try that because usually i stick to the runs of valentino's hot dog routine <laughs> one or the other and uh i i, I went and i went as far as to get in line today and i just thought you know what i do i'm kind of tiring of those options at this time so i didn't eat anything well those are the those are the options at memorial stadium and pba has got so many better options <laughs> that you, the the concessions at pba are next level i went there the first time and i walked up Thinking I'd get a red dog when it's open, and I saw the I saw the the options, and I said, "Why oh, would yeah. I get a hot dog when these are the options?" <laughs> well, they're still dealing with a, a bit of uh, not too many workers, I believe. I, I had a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I had a yeah. long line to get in today. Yeah, there's a long line to get in, and there's a really long line to get to get anything in a concession stand. You can go up to the top level where there's fewer people. And you can get whatever you want. <laughs> but then you got to march yourself all the way back down. I'm just telling you, go to a game. And Bach and I, have we figured out the right timing? Like, what time do we have to leave the game to get back here on time? To I do did pretty good shot? today. I, w I left with, you know, the under eight timeout. We've okay. got seven, eight okay. minutes left. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And where do you where, do you park? Like, in the arena or do you park, like, somewhere else? I park down below by, behind the baseball stadium. Okay. And walk up the bridge. So Okay. Oh, wow. You really doing work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you. Before we get out here, I, I have like a little soapbox I want to get on. Okay. I've seen some people that are not a fan of the color commentator on BTN Plus, and as somebody who works closely with that man, Buzzy Carruthers, I think you just you guys need to you need to let go of your anger and your hate. How could I, you not be a fan it, of Buzzy? Just, I didn't. It, I haven't seen that. To, yeah, people don't like Yakadanga. I'm like, well, you don't like fun things. These people probably <laughs> hate soft serve ice cream. I, I, Buzzy's commentary is great, yeah. and like DP said, it gives you that little inside scoop because you know 
he is there every day. You're not going to get a more knowledgeable broadcaster on Nebraska basketball. And so I think we should be thankful that that's the guy we get on BTN+. Plus. So you could get the, the B team on BTN+, Plus, but instead we're getting the the inside scoop guy, Buzzy Carruthers, for BTN+. Plus. With one of the greatest voices of all time. I just exactly. don't understand any complaints. Exactly. Some people are just haters. That's how that is. <laughs> All right, we'll lock it up, and then we'll head back because we're back here tomorrow. We'll bring you the pregame show two and a half hours before kickoff, and then the postgame show that follows. We will see you guys in the morning.